breaking down all the plays and getting you in the action. We've got you covered all season long. Welcome to the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza. Boom. Oh, you know what time it is when you hear that music. It is time for the latest edition of the BCSN Nation podcast. Episode 37, May 24th, 2023. We are rocking and rolling on a softball edition of the BCSN Nation podcast, powered, as always, each and every week throughout the academic calendar year by Marco's Pizza. I'm Justin Feldkamp alongside Steve Rockowitz, and we are dropping this episode each and every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. You can check us out on our social media handles at BCSN Sports for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find our product. All right, let's get right into it. As the season goes on, it's natural the teams in our area dwindle down because only the best of the best, Steve, get to this point. We're talking regionals, so 16 teams as we speak are left in each division and three of them are from the Northern Lakes League. The team that we thought would go far, Anthony Wayne. The team that we thought would go far, Springfield. A team that maybe had a shot but not as much as those other two, Maumee. Despite an even record because they play a brutal schedule and get the job done, they have excelled at the D2 level and they are in two the regional semifinals. You know, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a shock, but when you look at Maumee, it's a team that we really kind of looked over. You know, it was, it was the big three. It was Perrysburg, Anthony Wayne, Springfield all season long. That's what we talked about. Maumee, again, you know, you look at their record and as you said, basically just a 500 record. But when you look at the fact of who they had to play, those big three. Twice. Twice. You know what? Sometimes, and we talked about this in the first podcast, losing does lead to winning. And I think for Maumee, taking those hard knocks early in the season throughout the season has helped them tournament time. So how did we get here? Let's go team by team here. Springfield in the district finals beat Perrysburg 7-4. to And what we're going to talk about here, all these games in the district finals were closely contested games. We didn't have any run rule games, 10 nothing, 14 to 1, none of that. Springfield was challenged by Perrysburg as we thought that we would do. We've we've uh, touched upon Perrysburg in the last podcast and deservedly so, but Springfield finds a way to win. They stay undefeated. They are number 1 in Ohio, number 5 in the nation in the latest USA Today rankings, 26 and 0. It was a tough game. They got out to that early lead, a two-RBI single by Matty Yaki, then the two-run home run by Ava Litton. You're thinking to yourself, wow, this thing could be a runaway early on. But Perrysburg, as they've done all year long, big hitters up and down the lineup. They found a way to get back into this game. They played three runs, I think it was in the fifth inning. You know, All of a sudden, it's a four-to-three game, and you're thinking to yourself, wow, this thing, the momentum has shifted. And that's really one of the things that Dwayne Lanham said during the broadcast, he says, I can feel it. I can feel how the momentum has shifted. And then it was Ava Litton once again with an RBI double to get that one insurance run, and that really kind of set the tone at that point. She was two for three. Ava Litton was with three RBIs. And uh, Perrysburg, <laughs> 25-4, and four, they finished off the season 
ranked 10th in the state and <laughs> when you're 10th in the state and third in your league it just the juxtaposition is just kind of eye-popping for me uh, but I, I just love that the grittiness and the the toughest nails as coach Rob Guads would say about his team the toughness and their their grittiness and even if they're down they find a way to come back even if they're down against Anthony Wayne one of the top ranked teams in the state and country as well they find a way to come back and they just get it done whether it's in the circle with Matty Yaki, but actually Matty Yaki did it as well at the plate with her bat three for three with a double and two RBIs. She, for those who don't know, is a nominee for uh, our female athlete of the year when it comes to BCSN honors that will be awarded on Sunday, June 11th, but uh, she got it done and so did Springfield. Springfield, as you say, they just find a way, and, and it's a team thing for them. They don't ever believe that they're out of a game, and I think that's very similar with the way Anthony Wayne is. I think that's very similar with the way Perrysburg is. They are just so good up and down the lineup that they believe in themselves. They believe in their teammates, and there's just no die in any one of those three teams. But, you know, you just look at Springfield and uh, the, the post-game interviews that we do, you talk about key team chemistry. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, those uh, people wearing the head stuff, putting the visors on top, stacking them all up, all that stuff is great and what we love here to see at BCSN. Before we continue and look ahead with uh, Springfield's game against Brexville, brought to you Heights in the regional semifinals, uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that Bree Pratt, a former Perrysburg yep. Yellow Jacket, getting it done at the college level. She is at Miami, Ohio, down in Oxford, Ohio, and they got to the regional championship game. They won the Mid-American Conference Tournament, won that automatic berth to the NCAA Tournament. You go into a regional of four teams. They got to the championship game of those four teams, took on Northwestern out of the Big Ten, came up short in the championship game, 5-4, to four. but Bree Pratt, uh, Mac Pitcher of the Year. What do you recall from uh, calling any of her games when she was a Yellow Jacket? Well, again, you know, this is somebody who just was a, a bulldog, I guess is the best way to talk about her. And she would just go after you, bang the strike zone time after time after time again, throw strikes. The only time she wasn't throwing strikes was when she didn't want to throw strikes. Yeah. And again, you talk about that never-say-die attitude. Bree Pratt was behind a couple of other pitchers, and she had to wait her turn until this year. Once she got that turn, she made the most of it, and that's what you have to do as an athlete. Sometimes you look at, in front of you and say, gee, I wish I could get some more innings. I wish I could get more at-bats. But you know what? Sometimes your time will come, and when you make the best of it, that is what is really impressive. So Springfield advances after beating Perrysburg in the district championship. So here, you know, I love my brackets. I got them printed out right here in Division One, the top of the bracket, regional semifinals. We got Springfield taking on Brexville Broadview Heights. That's a 5 o'clock game on Wednesday. The 2 o'clock game also in that region is Anthony Wayne taking on North Ridgeville. We'll talk about more Anthony Wayne here in just a second with their district championship win. But those two teams, if they would win, it would be an all-NLL showdown in the regional final just like last year. So they play on Wednesday. Winners advance to play on Friday. 
All of those games can be seen live on the BCSN Now app. So is Springfield and Brexfield Broadview Heights. Can you break that one down for us, Steve? And uh, Springfield has been there, done that, refresh people's memory. They made it all the way to the state championship game last year. That indeed that they did. You look at Brexfield Broadview Heights. This is a team that has been very consistent. A new first-year head coach this year takes over after a long time with Rex White, who had been in charge, but the team has not changed one iota. This is a team that just absolutely will drive you crazy. Slap, bunt, steal. They are constantly putting the pressure on you, and Springfield's going to have to play great defense. They're going to have to be able to rely on Maddie Yaki to be able to get strikeouts when she needs it. Brett, uh, BBH, as I preferred to call them, that Brexfield Broadview Heights thing, way too long. Um, 25 and 3 on the season. You got to look at Anna Wise. She comes in, again, you talk about a, a two sided threat. Uh, 615, three home runs, 54 runs batted Ooh. in inside the box. And then you look at her inside the circle, 19 and 1, 0.73 earned run average. So again, these two-way players, they're just absolutely amazing. Yeah, so many of the star players at softball with these regional teams, they have a star pitcher who's also a star batter, one in the same person. So uh, good luck to Springfield as they play at 5 o'clock on Wednesday. Winner advances to play at 5 o'clock in the regional final on Friday. Let's switch gears over to Anthony Wayne. They took on a team, in my estimation, kind of somewhat similar to Perrysburg. Anthony Wayne took on Whitmer. Whitmer and Anthony Wayne played twice during the regular season. Both of those games, Steve, ended in run rules. That was not the case whatsoever in the district championship. Anthony Wayne gets away and steals a win, gets a victory 6-5 to five after being down early. They had gut check time in that yeah. game, no doubt about it. As Whitmer got out to the lead and everybody's thinking, what the heck, Anthony Wayne is supposed to be this juggernaut to be able to just absolutely sweep through these playoffs. And you got to give an awful lot of credit to Reagan Mitchell inside the circle. In the semifinal game, she was literally knocked out of the box on a line drive that came back to the circle, had to leave that game. She came back, started this game, and pitched extremely well throughout the game. So big-time kudos to her. But again, Whitmer just would not quit. Anthony Wayne got the big hit when they needed it, and that's what really kind of propelled them to a victory in this game. Yeah, Whitmer coach uh, Cassie Wagner, uh, to, to her credit, they got over the hump. They, they beat Ursula in the earlier part of the, the postseason. And then to challenge an Anthony Wayne team, I, I think it just shows the, the heart and the grit from that team as well because if you're facing a team you've been run ruled by twice, not yeah. just lost you know six to four or something, a run ruled twice, and you challenge them all the way to the final out. Yeah, and it really – it. Again, Brooklyn Patchen started that game. Cat Myers had to come in in relief to uh, get the save in that game. So, again, you know, you took that pitching staff, which is maybe the best pitching staff that you'll ever see, total from one through four in any high school, at least on this side of the Mississippi, we'll say that, okay. or or this side of the Mason-Dixon line. We'll go there that with that quadrant. There you go. But uh, absolutely the best pitching staff, and they took them to a six to five loss for Whitmer, but uh, what a great game that was. Yeah, you already touched upon Reagan Mitchell for Whitmer. Also, freshman Riley Hannibal had a base-clearing triple in that game that kind of set the tone, and I think an at-bat like that can just pay dividends not only in that immediate moment but also for the duration of the game showing, improving. You know, we talk about this, uh, whether coaches or, or players, hitting is contagious or just showing, hey, I, I'm a freshman. I was able to 
do some damage at the plate, so can you, so can you, so can you. On the way down the line, I think that's why this game uh, was so close. But Cat Myers pitched. Cat Myers also came with a clutch uh, two RBI uh, double that uh, rejuvenated Anthony Wayne and, and got them back into the winner's circle. So looking ahead, Anthony Wayne, as we mentioned, taking on North Ridgeville in the regional semifinal. That's a 2 o'clock game, so as we drop this episode at 3 o'clock, that game is going to be in progress. So we'll see if Anthony Wayne looks up to snuff against North Ridgeville. North Ridgeville, again, has that one player, that person inside the circle, inside the box. This time, Adam Belke, Autumn Belke, I'm sorry, 574 batting-wise, 1.19 earned run average. She's 13-3 and on the season. And, uh, again, you got to watch out for her, but you also have this Ridgeville team, which is able to – manufacture runs, not a big power-hitting team. That's one of the things you're going to see in, in the semifinal. BBH, not a big power-hitting team, but they find a way to score runs. North Ridgeville, very much the same way. They manufacture runs, and you just have to always be on your guard. All right, so we will see if we can get an Anthony Wayne versus Springfield rematch. History lesson last year, both of those teams played in the regional finals, and after losing twice in the regular season, Springfield avenged those two losses and upset Anthony Wayne, handing them their only loss. I believe Anthony Wayne finished the year 34-1 and at that point, uh, but Anthony Wayne uh, can... Get a little bit of a wrench, I guess you could say, <laughs> because the roles are reversed. Both of these teams uh, state-ranked and nationally ranked throughout the entire or a majority of the spring and into the summer softball season. So that's Division One. Let's go down to Division Two now with Maumee. They beat Otsego. So that was NLL versus the Northern Buckeye Conference. Maumee beat them 6-5. to five. Fast forward to next year, that would be a conference game Northern Buckeye versus Northern Buckeye with Maumee departing the Northern Lakes League for the NBC next season. But Maumee, in some ways, going out with a bang their final year in the NLL, and they go to the regional semifinals. I tell you what, they had uh, that game against Lake to be able to get there, a 4-2 win over Lake, who was the top seed yeah. in that division as well, to get the win there. And everybody goes, oh, okay, well, you know, little Cinderella action going on here from Maumee, but hey, wait till they see Otsego, which is a team that I thought was really going to do a lot this yeah. year, Otsego. And then they come back with a 6-5 comeback, come from behind a win over Otsego as well. And now you start saying to yourself, maybe indeed this Maumee team is for real and all those hard knocks that they took in the NLL really did do what it needed to do and that was to prepare them for tournament time. Yeah they're 13 and 14 so they technically right now have a losing record if they win the regional semifinal game they'll get to 14 and 14 right at 500 but this was another game that was a straight up battle there, there was no convincing winner no one had a, a large momentum or a big gap with the run differential uh, and, and Maumee got there for the first time in seven years. Uh, Lily Dooling hit a home run in this one and uh, Hannah Ruiz, a freshman, earned the win in the circle. So they got uh, contributions from up and down the lineup, Steve. Yeah, you got to give a lot of credit. Again, Hannah Ruiz, you talk about the fact that doing it from both sides, 13-8 and eight on the season, a 4.38 earned run average. But again, you got to look at that earned run average as the numbers and how it relates to the competition that you're playing. It may be, you know, it's not one of those zero points, but again, you're going up against the Anthony Waynes, the Perrysburgs, and the Springfields. So again, Hannah Ruiz is somebody who really kind of makes a difference on that team, both sides of the ball. Yeah, Danielle Schreiner, we don't want to forget about her. She hit a home run in that game, a three-run blast, and that was the, the – 
convincing blow that really put them over the top and, and gave them a little bit of a cushion. And then Otsego uh, battled back for the 6-5 to five overall victory after seven innings for Maumee. But uh, Daniel Schreiner, uh, to, I can just imagine the emotion coming when you hit a huge home run in the district finals. Yeah, and she went oppo with it as well. And that's one of those things, you know, a lot of times these hitters will be able to get out in front of the ball, get it up in the wind, you know, get a home run. Goes to the opposite field, able to get it over the right center field fence. And it was not a cheapie by any means. And hats off to Coach Brian Jones for Maumee because you know, you're, you're up against it in the league in what you're playing. You take on the Perrysburg, Springfield, Anthony Wayne, you know, you, you want to tell your team that we believe, hey, go out there and compete and compete and compete. But in many ways, just like so many other teams in the area, you have those three teams twice, you're just staring at 0-6 in those games. And to have that mental fortitude after you've been beaten, to stay after it, to stick to it and know that, hey, that losing can lead to winning, and I think uh, Brian Jones is pulling all the right strings right now, and they advance and, and can uh, do continuous damage as they look forward and get ready to take on Ontario. That game also Wednesday at 2 o'clock, so that game will be in progress as you watch or listen to it right off the bat here at 3 o'clock when we drop the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza each and every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. But you got Mommy taking on Ontario there. Well, Taylor Mullins for Ontario, hitting 500 on the season. She's got 12 home runs. She's driven in 36. So you got to watch her as far as bats go. That's the one that you want to avoid. You look at the starting pitching. They've got the three-headed monster, Howard Frazier and Taylor. They've really pitched all equal innings between the three of them for Ontario. So you don't know who exactly you're going to see, or you may see all three of them. So it's going to be a tough task again for Maumee. But, hey, that's what Maumee does. They deal with tough tasks. They play at 2 o'clock. That game is at New Regal, taking on Ontario. The other semifinal, that one, Steve, is Brian out of the Northwest Ohio Athletic Conference, taking on Talmadge. So Brian is the team that made history last season, getting to the regionals. They're there once again. They got a star pitcher and a star batter, one in the same person there. Uh, so we could see a local versus local there in the Maumee versus Brian if both teams advance from Wednesday down to Friday. That Maumee game against Ontario can be seen live on the BC. CSN Now app. So good luck to Anthony Wayne, to Springfield, and to Maumee as they play in the regional semifinals. All those games live on the BCSN Now app and TV tape delay. And then if they advance to the regional finals, we will have those games for you as well. So uh, in addition to the hyper BCSN local footprint in the Toledo area. We want to give a shout out to some other teams as well in our BCSN Erie Sandusky market, Huron taking on Tenora, Tenora out of the Defiance area. So that's local versus local. We also have Hopewell Loudon in division four. They are in the regional semifinals taking on a program rich Van Wert Lincoln view team. And then also Gibsonburg, a team that continues to get it done. It seems like every year there are a one or a two seed in their district and advancing to the regionals. They take on South Chalker in the regional uh, semifinals as well. So all kinds of action on the softball diamond on Wednesday, May 24th. Just tons of games. Check it out on the BCSN Now app. All right, let's get to our final segment, Steve. It's time for the BCSN Nation podcast question of the week. Send us your question on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook using the at BCSN Sports and hashtag BCSN Podcast. 
All right, we just talked about the three NLL teams, Anthony Wayne, Springfield, Maumee. Yes, we've talked about the Matiakis and the Brooklyn Patchens of the world each and every podcast just because they deserve that recognition because they put in the hard work and it plays out and executes on the field. But one player cannot win a game, Steve, in the game of softball. So which role player for each team, which role player for each team will come through in the clutch for each of those teams. Let's start with Anthony Wayne. Okay, Anthony Wayne, I chose Molly Connor. Molly Connor is the, quote, third pitcher out of that group. In most teams, she would be the number one pitcher. So she's got to kind of, you know, take it into herself again, say, hey, you know what? I got some people ahead of me. I got to wait for my turn. But she's also hitting 458, playing a great center field when she is inside the circle, 1.38 earned run average. So she's doing what she needs to do to get playing time. That's playing center field, playing a good defensive center field and hitting the ball like crazy as well. All right, so if she can get it done, Anthony Wayne could possibly get it done because in some ways you you think if a certain player goes, the team goes, that might be the case for that one. Okay, Springfield, who you got? Springfield, I went with Callie Chapetta. Callie Chapetta, another one of those number two pitchers on a two-pitcher staff where you're not going to pitch very much. Callie's done a great job when she's had to. She's 1-0 on the season, 1.45 earned run average. But again, she's found her playing time in the DP position, which is not necessarily where most players want to be. Okay, I don't want to be a DP all the time. But if I can go in there and hit 391 on a consistent basis, I hit at the bottom part of the lineup. I forced my way into Rob Guad making sure that I'm in the lineup, and she had a big hit on the other night in Clyde. So, you know, you look at uh, Callie Chapetta as one of those people that, hey, you know what, I'm not getting a lot of playing time. I've done what I've needed to do, and I'm going to help this team. All right, so that's Anthony Wayne in Springfield. What say you about Mommy? Who is their role player in the regionals? Well, this one, again, you talk about people who don't get a lot of playing time and aren't necessarily happy with the role that they have, would like a bigger role. I go with Skylar Janes, who is your flex player, who's played a lot of right field. She wants to bat. She's just not been able to get it done throughout much of the year. So Brian Jones has put her in as the flex player in right field. She's been absolutely dynamic in that right field play. Defensively, she is just absolutely stellar. She's taken to the role that she needs to do, and she's been happy with it. Not extremely happy, but happy with what she needs. The rest of the team rallies around her because they know that she would rather be hitting, but she's not. All right, so we'll see if those role players can come through through the projection glass magic ball of Steve Rockowitz as we look forward to the regional semifinals and finals. And then if our teams advance out of that to the state level, state semis, and the state championship game over in Akron, BCSN crews will be there uh, on hand to document those historical seasons for those teams, programs, and communities, players, and coaches. So we will be committed to local programming and those games as teams advance uh, that far. FYI, so certain agreements with the OHSA and uh, local outlets like ourselves with BCSN, we can broadcast those games, but we are not able to broadcast them live on the BCSN Now app. You will have to get those through the OHSA website uh, and NFHS. However, 
we will have those games on TV tape delay and accessible for you guys uh, for if you want a DVD of it and a momentum, especially if our area teams win it all and get a state championship. We saw Springfield get to the state championship game last year. One more note I want to pass along. Saturday, May 27th, up in Michigan, Whiteford plays a regular season game against Monroe. That game at 10 a.m. can be seen live on the BCSN Now app. Whiteford's Allie Van Brandt, one of the star players that we've talked about on this podcast, has had a great season in Whiteford and Bedford. Both teams have a shot uh, with uh, the MHSA playoffs underway soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's great the fact that we are able in Ohio to finish up, yeah. and then we go up north to Michigan, be able to finish out their season with them as well. So we have the best of both worlds from Michigan and Ohio. All right, and let's give you guys a teaser to our loyal viewers and listeners of the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza. Steve's going to put together his first team all-BCSN softball team. So hop into the mind of Steve. That might be a dangerous place, <laughs> but... You're going to get the top players in our area next podcast. The season will be over, and he's going to give us his first team all-BCSN softball team. So the top pitchers, infielders, outfielders, catchers, and a utility player as well. So look forward to that uh, because we have some top-tier. There's going to be some tough choices you're going to have to make. Someone's going to make it and someone's not going to make it, but that's why it's the first team all-BCSN. For Steve Rockowitz, I'm Justin Feldkamp. Thank you for listening and watching to the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza each and every Wednesday at 3 o'clock wherever you get your podcast. We will see you next week with Mark Nell and myself, a baseball edition coming up next week.